Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Morning, Russell. Morning, everyone. Morning, Russell. Morning, everybody. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for a new day. We thank you that we are here. We thank you for all those that are safe. We thank you, Lord, for stopping the range in Brisbane. We thank you, Father, that the flood waters recede. We thank you that your people are safe. We thank you that you restore lives. We thank you, Father, for your mercy, that you are ever willing to pour out your grace this day and every day, especially on all those whose houses have gone underwater. We thank you, Father, for all those that behaved like the Good Samaritan that supported these in trouble. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed them with your abundant love to reach out to others selflessly and give of themselves to throw open their doors that they could shelter, protect and feed others that are in a challenging time. We thank you, Father, for your love in the hearts of all your people. Lord, let them be blessed abundantly through your grace, through your mercy. We thank you for this new day and this new week ahead, Father. And as we make a new beginning of this new lease of time that you have added to our destiny, we thank you that you pour your peace and your joy into our hearts. And we want to share that peace and joy, especially with all those that need it the most this day. We share it with all those that are part of this prayer meeting, that are part of this praying family called Bayonium, the Holy Spirit Brisbane Prayer Group. We share it with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group, with all those that have no one to pray for them. We share it with all those that are called Christians and have not yet encountered you and those that do not want to even know you. Quicken them, O oh Father, and let their steps be turned towards you. That in their happy times or in their challenging times, let them see your presence as the fountainhead, the source of life and everything good. And as we make our prayer this morning, we call on your name, the name of our maker, our creator. The name of our Father who is ever faithful, who will never leave us. The Lion, the Rabbi of all ages. The one who dwells in the midst of the cherubims. The one who blots out our transgressions and remembers them no more. He casts our sins behind his back. The preserver of men. Our Father. And we pray in the name of Jesus, His Son, 
the one who taught us faith, the one who taught us to pray and call God our Father, the author and finisher of our faith and our destiny, the rock, our refuge, the lion of Judah, the rider on the white horse, our daily bread. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of truth, the spirit of resurrection who raises us up from every failure in our life. The Lord in the midst of his people who is mighty. He is the father of all spirits, the seal of the age to come, the one who convicts but never condemns us. He is given to us as our advocate, our friend, our teacher, our father. We thank you, Lord, that you are always willing to pour out everything from heaven just for our sake. You hold nothing back, but you give of everything for us that we might be rescued, that we might not end up in shame, that we might not end up in the outer darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. We thank you, Father, that you bless us with angels, with destiny, help us with family, with friends. You bless us with food on our table, with a roof, a shelter over our head, especially when the weather can be harsh. We thank you, Father, that you protect us from all dangers. We thank you, Lord, that you are our provider. You are our shepherd. We can lack nothing. We thank you, Lord, that you give us the word and prayer as a gift. And yours are the words of life. We are able to use those words to speak life into any situation. And through prayer, we can commune with you at any time to come into your presence and to make all our cares and our concerns known. You give us the authority of your name, Jesus. To speak into situations, turn them around for our good. We thank you, Lord. Today, I'd like us to reflect, and this will be a two part series today and probably continued on Wednesday. A two part series on 1 Peter 5, verse 8. It says, be sober, be vigilant. And the Amplified Version says, well-balanced and self-disciplined. Because your adversary, your enemy, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Now, it may seem a little scary when it talks about him as a roaring lion who is ready to devour. So today, I'd like us to reflect on what really is the power of your enemy? What really is the power of Satan? On Saturday morning, we looked at, uh, we looked at him needing permission. He either needs God's permission or your permission to attack you. Without that permission, he cannot attack. 
Today, I'd like to dwell on a few more points of what is the extent of his power. And the first point is, he is not opposite or even equal to God. Although this verse in 1 Peter 5 verse 8 compares him to a roaring lion, he is nowhere in status near to God. He would like people to think he is powerful and equal to God. See the statements mentioned in Isaiah 14 verse 12 to 15. His five I wills, where five times he said I will. And he talk about he talks about his throne as well. They're setting up his throne near and equal to the most high. But the truth is not opposite or not equal to God. He's not the nemesis, the, the exact opposite of God. He does not have unlimited power. He cannot be everywhere at once. We see that in Job 1 verse 7 as well. When God asked him, where have you been? He said, I have been walking up and down the earth. He cannot be everywhere at all times. He has to move to go from one place to the other. And he does not know everything. More importantly, he is a created being, not a creator. He is a created, a limited being. He depends on God for his existence. And Job 1 verse 6 tells us that when the sons of God, that is the angels, presented themselves before the Lord, he came also among them as one of them. So he is not opposite or equal to God. Number two, he cannot tempt you without God's permission. We've seen that already. Matthew, but here Matthew 4, I'd like to highlight Matthew 4 verse 1, which says, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He needed God's permission to tempt Jesus. He needed God's permission to tempt Job. We see that in Job 1 verse 12. Or even to tempt Peter. We see that in Luke 22 verse 31. So that is whether tempting God through Jesus himself or a righteous, principled and perfect man like Job or even a weak man like Peter. The rule is the same. He needs God's permission. Number three, he cannot influence nature to change circumstances without God's permission. He can't even harm a person without God's permission. We see that again in the book of Job. And I won't go into those verses, but I'll quote them. It's Job 1, verses 12, 16, 19, and then again in Job chapter 2 from verses 2 to 6. It's only after God's permission that he could let fires burn down and, and have all of Job's family and his servants and all his estate damaged and destroyed. Not without permission. Number four, he can't read your thoughts or even your dreams that you see. Only God knows them. And Jesus being God himself knew people's thoughts. So we see that in Psalm 94 verse 11, which talks about God knowing our thoughts. 
And in Matthew 9, verse 4, where in one of the situations when people had encountered Jesus, Jesus knew their thoughts and he was able to produce a wise answer for them. Now, that's a major limitation because Satan cannot predict your next move unless you reveal it to him. Unless you reveal it to him, he will not know what you're thinking. We can use that against him. The only thing we need to be aware of is we should not let him know. The only way we can do it is by speaking it openly or through our actions or our expressions. An important tip here is do not reveal your plans for anything to him. Now We often do that by revealing them to a friend or a prayer partner. Remember that when you speak that out and someone else is able to hear it, he is able to hear it too. Through, the, through his demon that he would have assigned to you, as they keep watch, they're able to pick that information and report back. And no matter how small those plans are, do not reveal them. When you want to take it up to the Father or the Holy Spirit, then you can pray it in tongues. The Father, through the Holy Spirit, understands it. But when you pray in tongues, Satan does not understand it. Neither does any other demon. Number five, likewise, he can't predict the future. He can only see what is laid bare in the spirit realm. Because there are no secrets in the spirit realm. It is all visible to everyone. However, he has the experience of a thousand of thousands of years under his belt. And that helps him predict by observing us and our behavior by observing trends. And that is why the spirits that are assigned to families are called familiar spirits. They have been tracking families, they have been tracking traditions, cultures for years, for ages. And so they know behavioral patterns that are typical of those families or those cultures or those traditions. And they use those against people in order to get some sort of prediction on how people would behave. And this is why I said earlier, do not reveal your plans to others as well. Guard your thoughts closely. Watch every word you speak. Is your word giving Satan permission? or information in any way. Number six, he is a coward. We see that in James 4 verse 7, it says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. He will flee from the believer. The word flee suggests two things now. One, it means that he is a coward. And two, it means that when you resist him, he can get tired and that is good news for us because when you resist him, his patience has a limit. He can get tired and he must run away. He will give up and leave. 
And number seven, most importantly, through Jesus, we are victorious over Satan. Hebrews 2 verse 14 says, Since the children have flesh and blood, he too, that is Jesus, shared in their humanity, so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death. That is the devil. So Satan held the power of death through sin. But we see that in Revelations 1 verse 18, Jesus won back that power. Jesus won back the keys from him. And through Jesus being man, he achieved that victory for all men, for mankind. That which was stolen from Adam, he restored. We shall continue on this in the second part, where we shall look at how then, without having this power, is Satan able to attack you? Is able to attack people? And what do we need to do to keep him from gaining that power? Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that we get a good understanding of this power and this authority that, that Satan carries, which is limited. And we've seen these seven different points that we can then remember and use in our encounter with him, in our battle in the spirit with him. So that by safeguarding our thoughts, our words, and by using the authority that is available to us, by using the word of God, we are able to fight back the enemy, to resist him till the point that he flees from us. We are able to command and reiterate that victory that Jesus won for us. We are able to be more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus because he first won that victory for us. We ask for that edification in our spirit, Father, that every time we encounter a challenge, every time Satan seeks to put pressure in a situation, help us remember these things and fight back with the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. We ask for that edification in our spirit, Father. We also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families, in our prayer group, and every request that has been mentioned there. We pray for all families that are part of this prayer group, and every member of these families for their safety, for good health, for strength, for divine direction on abundance and prosperity, Father. We cover every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by your precious blood, Jesus. And we put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each one of them and to protect and keep them safe from harm, from sin, from danger, accidents, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, and terrorism 
including any kind of adverse weather conditions. I command that angelic protection in the name of Jesus. We pray also for all families that are struggling or battling forces of separation and division, including divorce, including any kind of misunderstandings to major fights, to abuse, to infidelity as well. We curse and we rebuke all those spirits of wickedness in the name of Jesus and under his authority, we bind them and we cast them out into the lake of fire and sulfur, out of these homes. We invite you, Lord, knowing that you stand at the door knocking. We invite you into these homes to take your place as the head of that family. For when you enter in that season of hatred, that season of misunderstanding, that season of mistrust, changes to one of peace, of love, of joy. And this new season stays. We pray also, Lord, for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease, especially the COVID disease, any other life-threatening circumstances. Those that are hospitalized this day, those that will undergo any kind of procedure or surgery this day. We pray in a special way, Lord, for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds as well in their lives. Things that have started off as a small casual habit have now become addictions and have now taken controlling authority over their lives. We speak to each of these spirits in the name of Jesus. Under his authority, we declare the chain, that yoke, that bondage broken from over their lives. Through the spirit of liberty, we declare freedom. Father, we ask for your anointing to touch these lives. That there is peace. There is your presence. That they are the head and not the tail. That they are always above and never below anymore. We declare that freedom in your name, Jesus. We declare abundance in their lives. All those that are battling any kind of mental disease, any kind of addictions, fits of anger, anything that keeps them yoked to the ground, Lord, we declare a breaking of those chains this very day, this moment in your name, Jesus. The name at which every such adversary no matter how strong they seem in that circumstance, must bow. We pray for all those that are battling financial challenges, that are seeking new jobs. We prophesy a creation of that new opportunity in the Spirit, Father. We activate their destiny helpers to come forward and to connect them with these opportunities in the name and for the glory of Jesus. We pray for all those members of our family and our friend circle that have not yet been saved, that have not yet received their salvation. Quicken them, Lord, and they shall call on your name and be delivered.
We pray also for our own personal needs and those of our families. Those of our prayer group. For spiritual growth, Lord. For growth in ministry. For growth in the understanding of your word and your ways and what you have planned for us. For discernment. For all the gifts of the spirit. That they might be used for the growth of your kingdom. Father, we thank you that you have heard us. That you always hear us. And when we release our faith and speak your word, your spirit moves and there is life. There is a new beginning, a new creation. There are miracles that take place. We now connect with you in our spirit as one spirit, Lord. And we pray in the gift you have given us, the gift of tongues. I encourage all those that can pray in tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift to release your tongue and ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now pray in the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Santa Papa, 
Santa <laughs> 
the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The scripture I've been given this morning is Romans 8, 37 to 39. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The scripture that I received today is from Matthew 7, 13 and 14. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life. And only a few find it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have two scriptures that have been shared in the chat as well. The first one is from Luke chapter 11, verses 9 and 10, where it is written. And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asks receives, and he that seeks finds. And to him that knocks, it shall be opened. And the second one is from John chapter 14, verses 1 to 3. It talks about, I am the way and the truth and the life. And it is written, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you and if I go and prepare a place for you I will come again and will take you to myself that where I am you may be also amen thank you Jesus
before we conclude this morning's prayer, just a heads up about this Friday's Bible study topic. The topic is having a healthy self-image. We will learn that it is God's will for us to have a healthy self-image and he desires to truly love. He desires that we truly love ourselves. We shall share this information along with links for people to join on Zoom and on YouTube later this morning on our Telegram channel. Please share that message with your friends and family and invite them to come and receive of God's presence. It is that presence that they carry within there that makes a difference. And if you are deriving value out of these morning reflections and out of the Friday Bible study sessions, including even the the evening prayer session with the rosary and the divine mercy. Those sessions are being run live as well on YouTube. If you have people that are seeking someone to pray the rosary or the divine mercy with and have no one, ask them to use that YouTube video. Ask them to join live on, on Zoom or on YouTube. All are welcome to join that session. Brother Savio's reflections are also shared on our Facebook page and on the Telegram group. Please share those on your other messenger platforms with family and friends, especially ones that you know that this message is relevant and applies to them. Share it. Share it on Facebook as well. We do not know who really needs to hear some message from God this day. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, out of that blessing, let us go out carrying our testimony and the gospel and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. We bless and have a wonderful day and a great week ahead, everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. Thank, Thank you, Russell. Russell. Thank God you, everyone. God bless. God bless everyone.